Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf, and of course, happy Father's Day. Now, like yourself, I follow sports in this country on a daily and sometimes on an hourly basis. I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to find out what the latest news and headlines uh, are in sports, and especially these days when it seems that the, the sports news seems to go in all sorts of directions on a regular basis. Let, let me explain what I mean. Over the last week, I have read an amazing array of sports stories about the imminent return of sports. And that, of course, is all great, great news. But the problem is, for every positive story that I read, I then read an equally negative story. For example, in the New York Times this past week, I read where college football programs are opening up their preseason camps in mid-July, all all leading up to the highly anticipated uh, start of the regular college football season. That, of course, is, is wonderful news. But then I also read in the New York Times that football locker rooms are basically petri dishes for the growth, development, and spread of COVID-19 and and other diseases. And of course, that's bad news. And I then read where a number of smaller college football programs are canceling early games in the season because they're supposed to be played at a a neutral site, where attendance at the games is a crucial part of, of making money. But with no one being allowed to attend these games, due to the concerns about contracting and spreading the virus, while these games are now being canceled and the seasons are being shortened. And then I I keep hearing Dr. Fauci saying that there's going to be a serious uptick in the fall. 
And now, then, of course, this past week, Major League teams have now closed their spring training sites due to so many players having tested positive. And then, of course, back in the college football world, uh, 13 football players, University of Texas, have tested positive. We just heard from Mark Renee that LSU has 30, 30 football players who have tested positive, and on and on it goes. Good news, bad news, bad news, good news. Here's what happens. High school sports and baseball tournaments are now being ready to launch in these parts in mid-July. And that, of course, is wonderful news. But we're still waiting for guidance on how in the world high school football is going to be run safely. The bottom line is that it's all really, really confusing. It is stressful. It is conflicting. And it's very hard to figure out what's safe for our kids and what isn't. And, of course, sports parents, moms and dads, High school coaches, travel coaches, the athletes themselves, well, they're all caught in the middle of this. So my question this morning is, how does one cope with all the stress and uncertainty of these very, very difficult times? And that's why I reached out to Dr. Rob Gilbert, a sports psychology professor at Montclair State University. He's been a professor of applied sports psychology at Montclair for more than 40 years And he routinely lectures about how individuals can implement mental skills to reduce the amount of stress uh, in one's life. And obviously, these are very, very stressful times. I will add that on a personal note that Dr. Gilbert is a longtime listener to the Sports Edge. In fact, he tells me he doesn't think he's ever missed a show. (laughs) <laughs> Talk about stress. That's really going far beyond the call of duty. Uh, Rob, good morning. How are you two this morning? Well, happy Father's Day, Rick. And the same to you. And uh, not only that, I personally know Jack and I know Ed Ward. So I get extra credit for that. <laughs> well, now we're talking about the essence of, of stress, but knowing both Jack Smith and Ed Ward in person, that's great. <laughs> are, are you serious also? Are you really considered one of the foremost authorities on, on pep talks? Is that true? Well, I am because there's nobody else that really studies the field. (laughs) But that's what I've always been interested in. How do you say something right before a game to get people to do better than they could do, you know? So, I mean, that's been endlessly fascinating to me. Well, we'll, I'm going to definitely come back to that later on in the hour. And friends, of course, we're going to take your calls and comments because clearly, you know, these are stressful times uh, for you and for your kids. And I'm sure they're looking at you and saying, well, when does this end? When can I go back and continue my my sports career and so on and so forth? Uh, 1-877-337-6666. And Rob, let me ask you, is there some sort of singular way that sports parents or coaches, educators, that they can actually keep all this this churning turmoil, keep it all in perspective? Well, let's put it in perspective, especially for high school seniors. What is the problem? Uh, You know, there's a difference between something being postponed and something being canceled. All of us know in the last few months there's been a wedding that's been postponed. That means it's going to happen at a later date. Uh But for a lot of high school seniors, the prom is not postponed. The prom is canceled. The the Bergen County baseball tournament is not postponed. It's canceled. So that is the tragedy. And I asked um, Andrew Marotta to call in today, and he's a principal at Port Jervis High School. And he was telling me the stories about, you know, when when you're a high school teacher or you're a high school administrator or even myself as a college professor, 
you see kids in the hall. You could tell when they're not doing well. You know, that's not yes. happening anymore. You, you can't pick that up on Zoom as, as well as you can in person. So what we could do in times like this, um, first of all, I think we have to have it in our mindset that because of this, something good is going to happen. You know, I know we don't have any proof of that, but I think that has to be our mindset. Because of this, something good is going to be happen. As, as the adults in the room, we have to be inspirational during crisis. We have to give strength to others, like um, Governor Cuomo, every day for 110 days. He's giving strength to others. So we have a choice. Are we going to get bitter or are we going to get better? You know, are we going to be bitter about all the things that happen that we have no control over? Or are we going to get better? Are we, you know, are we going to say, I'm going to use this time, you know, to do things I might normally do, to get into more mental training, to learn more about recovery, to really get into a stretching program, to, re- to go in the backyard and have skills. Um, I've been talking to a lot of personal trainers, and they say there are more kids doing push-ups now than ever before in the history of the world. I mean, <laughs> a lot of kids are doing serious training on their own, which is mm-hmm. really good. So I really believe that because of this, and um, I know you could tell this story as well as I could. Um, maybe the greatest hitter of all time, Ted Williams, he won the, he won the Triple Crown. And then from 43 to 46, he goes to World War II. Mm-hmm. And he could have been on the Navy baseball team, but he chose to be a combat pilot. And he comes back, he wins the MVP, takes the Red Sox to the World Series. And then what happens in 52 and 53? He goes in again in Korea. And he, as far as I could tell, he didn't complain. He was a patriot. And but all those years, and you know, all these statisticians say, what if Williams hadn't missed all those years? So, you know, it's we have to realize that you know the 1980 Olympic team. I mean, uh, it was out of their control that we didn't go to the Olympics. I know at Montclair State we had a woman that was captain of the women's team, Carol Blazjowski, mm-hmm. and her life changed from not going to the Olympics. One of my friends, Lee Kemp, three-time world champion wrestler did not go to the Olympics. So what is sports? Sports is a continuous series of problem-solving events. And this is another problem. Is it going to be a pothole, or is it just going to be a little bump in the road? And as parents, you know, we, ha- we, have, to, we have to say something good will happen from this. There's a lot to digest here, uh, Robin, and uh, I, I'm listening to this uh, mesmerized by what you're saying because I do think uh, yes, no question that this is. Uh, these are difficult times for parents, and as you say, they can decide whether this is they're just going to be bitter about this with their kids, or they're going to try to come up with some ways that'll be better. Uh, the, the fact that you mentioned that kids are now saying, "Okay, I'm a serious athlete. I will take this extra time and try to do things to improve my my skills, my game, whatever it might be, or doing more push-ups." Uh, but again, the whole mental approach of saying, "You know what? Something good is going to." come out of this uh, that that's a real sort of uh, uh, a, a different kind of philosophy a different kind of way of approaching life it's an optimistic approach and uh, it, it's important as you just said for, for parents to understand this because the kids are looking for mom and dad to for reassurance that something good will happen out of this uh, we don't know what it's going to be yeah we, we don't know how yeah. when it's going to take place but they're all looking mom dad uh, am i going to have a happy ending with this 
Well, if I could make a book suggestion, uh, a book that I guess you and I wish we wrote. It's a book called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dwight, the research psychologist oh, at Stanford. That's a classic. And her research, not a motivational speaker, by the way, a researcher, there are two types of people in the world. A fixed mindset and a growth mindset. A fixed mm-hmm. mindset is we lost to him last week, we'll lose to him next week. You mm-hmm. know, a fixed mindset is I can't do it. A growth mindset is I can't do it yet. You know, we lost him last week, we'll, we'll be better next week. Could I tell you a story? Tell, stop me when you know who I'm talking about. In 1960, the Winter Olympics were at Squaw Valley. And the last kid cut on the team went home, and, you know, the last kid cut, and he's watching the Olympic finals, United States versus the Soviet Union, and the U.S. won. And Well, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, his, and his dad said, well, Herbie, yeah. I guess they cut the right guy. Who am I talking about? Uh, Herbie Brooks, of course. Yeah. And it uh, took him 20 years to get his gold medal as a, as a coach of the 1980 team. So there was something inside him that drove him, you know. Yeah, the, he, he was the last last guy cut uh, from the uh, the hockey team, and uh, obviously that sort of molded his personality, his character, as you yeah. said, drove him for twenty years. And he was a taskmaster as a college hockey coach, and of course led to the miracle on ice. But clearly, mm-hmm. something good came of that that horrible situation. Being told, "I'm sorry, we can't take you on the team. You're the last guy getting cut." So uh, we're talking with Dr. Rob Gilbert. We're talking about how parents, coaches, educators can basically take a much more positive approach as we try to cut through all the, the turmoil of, of this pandemic. Let, let's, let, let's get some calls right now. one 337 And let's start on this Father's Day with the aforementioned Ed Ward <laughs> out of, out of uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed, good morning. Eddie, you there? No. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's go to uh, John in Cranford, New Jersey. John, good morning. Are you there? John. Yes, I am. How are you? Good, John. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, so I had Dr. Rob Gilbert in college, um, and you were bringing up the pep talks. Uh, I'm currently the head football coach at Montclair High School. I'm the past president of our State Coaches Association, mm-hmm. uh, NJFCA, and uh, fortunately, we've been able in the last decade to go to the state finals seven times, um, but I'm not the brightest coach in the world because the first two times I did not use Dr. Rob Gilbert, and we lost uh, to Randolph and North Bergen on that Hail Mary, um, and then I brought Dr. Rob in, and the next three state titles we won. And then because of snow, the next one we went to, uh, our schedules were conflicted. We weren't able to do it. We lost. And then I brought him back in 2017, and we uh, beat Union City at MetLife uh, in a great game. So doctors, uh, what he's telling you, he, as far as pep talks and all the things that he's doing, he's the real deal. He's one of the best. And, uh, and I'm a better coach because I had him as an instructor and occasionally he'll bring me in and I get to speak to some of his coaching classes. So um, just wanted to verify everything he's saying. <laughs> he's somebody to listen to. Well, John, thank you for that. Uh, Rob, obviously you have a history with, with, uh, with John. Oh, John. John, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank so you. what's happening at Montclair High School? What are, what are the plans for when, when are you going to start with your kids? Well, so here's the issue. So what, what's happening in New Jersey right now is a lot of school districts 
do not want to approve us coaches until they know we're going to have a fall season. What they don't know is we work out with our kids all summer, and by state rule, uh, with the protocols being set, we're allowed to start working uh, one in ten, you know, one coach per ten athletes starting July 13th. However, if we don't get approved by our boards, and this goes throughout the state, there's some, including Montclair, that uh, have not approved us. They don't realize we work year-round with our students because we've been doing about four Zooms a week with our football team on various things such as leadership, um, mindset, and also X's and O's. Um, we're waiting on them. So we have a, uh, a board meeting on the 25th. Hopefully they approve us so we can be out there with our kids. If not, our kids are going to not have coaches and not we're not going to be able to, by, you know, law go out and work with them because we're not covered. You know, no, I can't ask my coaches to go out there not covered. I keep hearing the same thing as well. And, John, th- thank you so much for, uh, for your thoughts and, and your praise for, for, uh, for Rob Gilbert this morning. Appreciate it greatly. Um, all right, we've got to take a break here, Rob. When we come back, we're going to obviously continue our conversation with Dr. Rob Gilbert about how parents and coaches – can look on the bright side of all this turmoil with the pandemic. And as, as John uh, just mentioned uh, from Montclair the High School, I mean, the fact is we're still waiting for guidance about high school football. And if, if or not, that's going to happen around these parts uh, come come uh, the later summer and into the fall. It's still up in the air. All right, let me take a time out. When I return, we'll go back to your calls at one 337 6666 New York's number one sports radio. Welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. Uh, I'm Rick Wolf. My guest this morning is Dr. Rob Gilbert, a longtime professor of applied sports psychology at Montclair State. And we're talking about how parents and coaches uh, can find a way to cope with all the the stress and uh, uncertainty of the pandemic when it comes to their kids and sports. And we were talking uh, just before the break about trying to find a positive approach that something good is going to happen and it's not very helpful to be bitter, but you want to look for things to make you better. Uh, and we're taking your calls at one 337 6666 Rob, let's get back to, uh, to Ed Ward, who I understand is now uh, back on the phone. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to let you know, Rob Gilbert paid me this morning to come on the show. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that. No, all kidding. I'm all kidding aside, though. Dr. Gilbert is an excellent speaker. He spoke, when I was the assistant basketball coach at Montclair State under legendary coach Ted Fiore, uh, he, he was a great motivational speaker to our players before the season. And I just wanted to say hello to him. And, um, you know, you're talking about the positive of all this. Well, maybe New Jersey and New York have done the right thing by holding things back of, like, starting sporting events, starting practices and all that. And the perfect example is you look at the other schools, I mean, the other states that have started, uh, started you know, doing events, and look, look what's happened. And we're yeah. finding all these pan- pandemic cases. You know, that's scary. Uh, I think, was it LSU had 30 players? Yep. I mean, that, that's pretty scary stuff. And I'll be honest. It could affect college football and even the NFL. Yes, there's no question, Ed. I mean, we, we're looking at all this, and that's uh, and, and thank you for the the call, and, and I'll make sure the check is in the mail. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
from, from Rob Gilbert to you. Um, the, the the thing is, Rob, that that you know, this is what I'm talking about. On one hand, you're seeing the numbers rising in half the states in the nation, not around here. We've obviously seemed to have you know done our paid our our dues, and the numbers are going down. Uh, as Ed says, you know, this is all good news, but we're seeing the college numbers go up. But what's curious about this, and I want to ask you this as well, is the fact that we know statistically that this disease, this virus, tends to target an older, the older segment of the population. And, and as a consequence, I mean, guys like you and me, whatever, it's not a young person's disease in the sense that we don't see a lot of young kids in their late teens or, or early 20s. Uh, they may contract the disease, but they don't die from it. They basically yeah. get it. They become perhaps, they may carry it. You know, into their homes, into their, you know, expose them to their parents or grandparents. But the kids themselves are sort of saying, you know, I know about social distancing. I know about uh, wearing a mask and so on and so forth. But the fact is, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to die from this. Yes, I want to be clear about this. Some kids have died. We know that. But statistically, the numbers are, are minimal compared to <laughs> if you're over the age of 60. So is it possible when, when you look at the, the kids in college or the kids who are athletes, that uh, they just aren't, because they know that, and we realize also, you know, kids when they're in their teens, early 20s, they do have this sense of immortality. They figure they're going to live forever. They're not going to worry about what happens down the road because, quite frankly, they're at their prime prime years. Do you get a sense that that's sort of the attitude they're taking to all this? Well, um, the people I've been speaking to, and they're telling me about their kids, the the actions of their kids is really contingent upon the home life, you know, uh, if, if the parents are really adamant about wearing a face mask, or the parents are really adamant about social distancing, I think then it's more likely. Mm-hmm. Because the kids, it, it, it might not be dangerous behavior for them, but it's dangerous behavior for the family, mm-hmm. especially if it's a multi-generational family. And, um, it, you know, it, it's almost like there's a split. It's either you're all in or you're not yeah. with, with this thing. And it's it's amazing uh, that we have we have the science to say this is exactly what to do. You know, wear a face mask, social distance. You know, be safe, wash your hands. And but there's a lot of fatigue from this, from from hearing the same message over and over and over again. Yeah, I, there's, I, there's no question. And again, it's for the younger generation. They're like, man, you know, how long do I keep doing this? And then you say, well, you know, back in the in the, uh, the epidemic, the Spanish flu, a hundred years ago. That thing lasted three years. We've yeah. been doing this for three months. And you say, well, you understand that even back then, uh, everybody wore masks. Everybody was socially distant. That's not a new uh, creation. That's been around, that idea's been around for a long time. Uh, but again, three months compared to three years, that, that's just a drop in the bucket. Uh, it, it is it is very, very frustrating uh, when you see all, all the photos of kids uh, doing things, and they're sort of saying, all right, so I got it. I got, I got the bug, whatever. I'm not going to die from it. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, but you're going to bring it home and expose it to your, to your loved ones. Let's yeah. move on to our calls. Uh, uh, Andy from Port Jervis is on the line. Andy, good morning. You're talking to Rob Gilbert and Rick Wolf. This is the great Andrew Morata, principal of Port Jervis High School. I'm so glad you called in. Mr. Barada. Hey, Dr. Gilbert. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Rick, to you. Happy yes. to be on with you guys. Yes, Andy. Yeah, so in listening to the uh, conversation and, again, uh, asking about what can kids do, what can families do, number one thing they could do just three minutes a day is call Dr. Gilbert's success hotline. 
right? Each day, Dr. Gilbert's going to leave a message. Uh, and, Doc, if you want to put that number out, because uh, that's something that has helped me. And I know that I have a number of uh, teachers as well as student-athletes that call that hotline. Go ahead, Doc. What's the number? It's 973-743-4690. Say, say and, again, and again, Rob, Dr. Let, Gilbert. Say it again, 973? 743-4690. Mr. Murata, what I really wanted you to talk about is, is, is a principal, what are you seeing with the high school kids? Yeah, and, and again, you know, happy to be on with you guys to talk about this. Um, you know, I don't think we have seen it uh, just yet. Like you had said, Dr. Gilbert, we're not seeing the kids in the hallway, maybe with their head down. We're not seeing a kid in the hallway, maybe who is crying and say, hey, you know, what's the matter, Right these kids are experiencing a, a great loss. These kids who didn't play their spring sports, those baseball players that didn't get to swing that bat for the last time, they are feeling a loss. You know, something that you say, it's, you, it's never not, uh, you know, the, the last time, right? And, mm-hmm. But those kids that did, that did miss the prom, those kids that did miss those seasons, they are not going to get to play their senior season again in their high school uniform. And that is going to be, uh, a challenge uh, for them, right? They, they had something ripped away from them that they were prepared to do that they love doing. So that is going to be uh, an issue that we think is going to affect uh, our young people for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Andy. And I, I, I do think we'll have to look at this on a more of a long range uh, impact uh, in terms of what these kids, they've worked so hard, had their dreams all their life. Suddenly they get to be a senior in high school and their, their high school final season in, in the spring season is gone. And it's not, as Rob said, it's not postponed, it's canceled. It's not coming back. Um, and and that's, that's heartbreaking. And we'll see how these kids react uh, in the years to come when confronted with other disappointments of that, that kind of thing. It's just, it's hard to get a sense right now how these kids are going to bounce back. I mean, I just, it's, it is heartbreaking, Rob, no question about it. And um, one of the things, you know, I was speaking to Andrew Marotti yesterday, and one of the things he told me, he said, you know, I said, you know, Andy, is, is this like a, a death in the family? He said, no, it's not like a death. It's like a robbery. It's something you built up, something you saved years and years. You know, mm-hmm. when you practice, you studied, and somebody stole it from you. Yeah, that's a that's a really. It's good... not like you lost it; it was stolen. It's a, that's a very good analogy, and 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 yeah, it's exactly right. It's not it's not as severe or as serious as a death. This is like I, I basically have uh, built this this little um, this, this treasure. And I've added to it bit yeah. by bit by bit through hard work and sweat and so on and so forth. And now I'm ready to really, you know, cash in. And all of a sudden, it's stolen away from me. And uh, it's just it's. Rick, could I go to something positive? Sure, please. I'm sure you've heard of this, and I think this is remarkable. We all know what the last dance is. You know, the uh, ESPN uh, sure. uh, thing on Michael Jordan. Well, do you know what the last dance in New Jersey is? Have you read about this? No. There is, um, I think, Michael Murphy and J.T. Kroger, oh, Michael Murphy the, from St. John's Metuchen, they're the starting a tur- the tournament yes. for high school baseball teams. Now, there are 228 teams registered <laughs> and 54 tentative. I would think that this is the biggest tournament in the history of the world. I mean, almost 300. I've never heard of anything like this. And it's starting, um, as uh, Coach Fiore said, they can't meet with their play. This is, they're not sanctioned by the high school. 
it is for the high school team, so they can't wear the high school uniforms. Right. But it's going to be starting. The, the, the coach is going to meet with them July 13th, and I guess the tournament is going to start on July 14th. Well, and, I, am, I, am, I am familiar with this, and I was reading the article, and I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. This is going to be yeah. gigantic. But it, you said, and this is true, these are not sanctioned by the, by the school districts. Uh, and I was wondering how they're going to get the fields, and the fields apparently are coming through. The umpires want to work. So it is this, as you say, a last dance kind of a situation for high school yeah. ball players. It'll be curious to see whether this goes off without a hitch and to yeah. see whether or not you know the kids are stay healthy and, and don't uh, interact as ball players normally yeah. do. So we'll see. But you know Well just the fact that uh, Michael Murray and JT Kroger uh, attempted this. Yes. I mean this is a mammoth undertaking. Oh, it's hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of high schools. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. And, and trying to figure out the seeds and the transportation, the mechanics, it's, it's quite a chore. Yeah. It'll happen. Hey, Andy, thank you again for your thoughts and comments. Greatly appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, your other sidekick. Uh, let's go to Jack Smithlin over in Farallon. Jack, good morning. How are you, Rick? We're and, doing fine. Doc, um, happy Father's Day to both of you. Yes, sir. You too. Uh, I'm a- I'm up in Boston right now, and I had to escape the house with the crying baby and barking dog to come out and do the show. You know, I I can listen to you guys talk all day long. I really can. Dr. Gilbert, you know, I had the pleasure of of doing a a sports psychology class with Dr. Gilbert. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. I had such a good time um, talking about the stress of these kids and, and the goods and the bads, you know. There's so many good things that can happen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong, positive believer. I believe that, you know, when we think positively, different chemicals are actually released in our body that cause us to react differently. And when we're, and we think negative, there are different chemicals, the fight-or-flight chemicals that actually cause us to, to stress out. And, you know, these things that, that we're going through right now is just, it's extraordinary. It's, it's something like what Dr. Gilbert said that, you know, it was stolen from us. I agree with that 100%. And, you know, when things are taking from, taken from you, you take that personally. You really do. And even though the person, you might not ever know who took it from you or why they took it from you, you still take it personally. You get, you get offended by it. And, you know, it, it's, such a, it's such an important time in our lives to learn from what's going on. You know, we're living history right now. And one of, one of Doc's students, one of my players at Montclair, um, her name is um, Blake Saperstein. She loved Doc's classes. Um, we talk all the time because of the stress that she's going through with losing her senior year. She was the captain of the team, an all-conference player last year, you know, just was looking so forward. We, we were lucky to get in 12 games down in Florida. She had a great season down there, you know, a short season. But I'm helping her right now uh, move on. And we talk on a regular basis. I use a lot of your book, um, Rick, um, The Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed, with positive thinking and positive self-talk. And like you said, Dr. Gilbert, you got to think positive about this. you got to be that, you know, I'm going to get better from it. I'm not going to get worse from it. And, you know, once again, this show, Rick, you need more time. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you, you need to be on so much longer than one hour. Your, your, your show is so informative. And, 
And Dr. Gilbert, I love listening to your, your podcasts and your little messages, and I'm so glad that we made the connection, and I want you guys to just have a happy Father's Day. Well, you Jack, too. Thoughts and sentiments, and of course, you have a happy Father's Day as well. Uh, you know, Rob, again, we mentioned that at the beginning of the show that the parents take away hearing from you and obviously from the callers as well, uh, is that you're going to have to make a conscious decision to carry a positive approach, a positive outlook on this. It's something good is going to come from all this disappointment, and it's up to be the adults and who is heartbroken that this, this season, uh, the spring semester is stolen away from them, uh, that you have to say, no, something good will come of this. I don't know what it's going to be, but something good will take place. And I think that is, that's the number one responsibility that parents have to basically impart to their kids to, to understand that this is going to have some happy. basically uh, makes let me um let me take a pause here we're talking this morning with dr rob gilbert we're talking about what parents coaches educators can do in terms of trying to help their kids cope with the disappointment uh, of losing high school travel team sports and obviously we're hoping they come back sooner rather than later okay let me take a time out one 337 6666 Ask you to check out my website, my blog at askcoachwolf.com. You can also see uh, any number of things I'm involved. Psychology again. At nine o'clock this morning, uh, Susan Waldman and Howie Long. Uh, make sure that you will be talking to them about what's happening in the topsy turvy world of Major League Baseball. I can only imagine what the players and coaches are going through and trying to prepare for the shortened season. Uh, now, of course, we hear that the Mets and the Yankees are going to be going through, in effect, uh, spring training here in the New York City area. But again, that's at uh, 9 o'clock this morning following the Sports Edge. Um, we're talking this morning with Dr. Rob Gilbert, and we're taking your calls about the, the psychological approach that parents should take, coaches should take with their kids, trying to cope with uh, all the the turmoil of the pandemic and let's continue our conversation Rick, could now. i give one specific suggestion of course especially if you have a kid that's a baseball player or softball player someone in your house uh put up a sheet that says 1390 1390 that's the number that mike piazza was drafted yeah that meant the greatest baseball minds of his time felt the 100 1389 guys more likely to make to the major leagues than mike piazza he was drafted in the 62nd round and as you know it was just uh, a favor to his yeah. to his dad it was a favor and uh not only did he make it yeah. he made it to the hall of fame and he's the best hitting uh catcher of all time 
That's the magic of baseball. You know that they only had five rounds of draft drafts uh, this year with the, the free yep. agent draft, and you know, so if that had been the reality uh, back then, Mike Piazza would never have been his name wouldn't be known in the world of Major League Baseball. Uh, it's, That's right. It's it's, uh, it's amazing, but again, you're right. As simple as that. Let's uh, continue with our callers. Let's go to uh, the uh, Art in New Province. Hey, Art. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hi, Rob. Nice, nice to talk to you. Uh, I had the pleasure of having Dr. Gilbert uh, taking a master's course back in the early 80s. Uh, one thing I remember very clearly was he taught us all how to juggle, which <laughs> I still teach some of my kids. And uh, several years ago, uh, I'm the head boys basketball coach at New Providence High School. We were playing in a tournament at Montclair State, and I saw Dr. Gilbert walking through the gym, and I went over to say hello to him just to remind him I had one of his classes and say hello. And he said, do me a favor, stay here for one minute. And he went downstairs and he brought me back uh, a pamphlet of like all motivational talks and articles. And, you know, I certainly really, really appreciated that. And uh, it's very nice of him to do that. I'm also, I've also known Eddie Ward for about 40 years. So I was disappointed he wasn't number one on the list this morning. <laughs> Enjoy hearing him. But uh, as far as what we're doing with our kids, um, you know, we, we, we haven't uh, been able to start doing the things with them until you know, July 13th, and uh, there's a lot of protocol involved, and we are going to be allowed to work with our kids. And, and I do know this. I've been in touch with them with emails and Zoom meetings. And, you know, I really what I've told them is just take advantage of this time to, you know, work out, whether it's physically or work on their ball handling skills, a lot of shooting. And I know a lot of our kids are, are doing things or even playing games, what they probably shouldn't be doing. And I said, you know, let's take advantage of this time while you can, because this could be one of the best things that that's ever happened to us. You know, use this time wisely and we'll probably get more out of this than if we had a, a normal school year and a normal uh, off season. So we'll see yes. what happens. All right, Ash, I'm just curious. Uh, you know, last couple of weeks we were talking about uh, kids going back to play in high school programs, college programs, and the, uh, the discussion about having kids or their parents sign waivers. Do you anticipate that you'll have your, your athletes sign waivers when they come back to play? Well, yeah, that's the, what, what I've seen so far is uh, they would have to have a waiver that's good. Like I was planning on doing like four weeks of drills. They would have to sign a one waiver for the whole four weeks. They would have to have daily temperature checks every day before they came to a workout. Yep. And they would also have to have another daily waiver that they would have to bring. So there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of things involved. And I'm almost thinking, you know what? I could almost be better off having the kids doing what they've been doing themselves. You know, it's, it's just going to be so much uh, involvement, you know, just to get things going. And, and I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to have to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do, but I do want to, at the same thing, I want to have contact with our kids. I want to see our kids because I haven't really had a chance to do that. That's, that, that's the main thing to me. I like gotcha. to have some social contact with them that we haven't be, uh, been able to do. I got it. All right. Thank you for, for calling in this morning. Uh, Rob, before I forget, uh, is there a website or a place that people can track you down? If they want to? Well, what I have is I have, um, a podcast called successhotlinepodcast.com, yep. successhotlinepodcast.com. And I left a special message, the first message you'll see, and it's not one of these podcasts that are two to three hours. It's only three to four minutes. And I have a special seminar on my podcast. It's like 20 or 30 segments on just relaxation. And I think that could help people. 
Because one of the things that uh, people, you know, like if you read about LeBron James, he he's so into recovery. As a matter of fact, I think he has he he has a part ownership of the Calm app. So one of the things that uh, athletes could do during this time uh, time out, so to speak, is learn more about sports psychology. Read your book. Start doing mental training. Start learning about relaxation. And um, you know, then is as they say, motivational is uh, speaking. A setback could be a setup for a comeback. I mean, you could actually, this could be really, really incredibly useful time. A hundred percent, as we both know, and, you know, I've said this many times on the air, our kids today are so focused on the physical uh, mechanics yeah. of their sport, they really don't spend much time on the mental side. Yeah. And it's only when they start to get into, as you well know, they get into a slump or a rut, they sort of saying, uh-oh, i got to sort of figure out what I'm doing psychologically that uh, can help me get over this. Exactly. And at that point, they start. But, you know, they should, they should be training themselves from an early age about the mental side uh, of all sports. It's as simple yeah. as that. Let's yeah, I, to I totally agree. Somebody said, um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah, you know, stay exactly. ready. Start yeah. doing all these things so all of a sudden you don't have to get ready. Uh, let's go to uh, Hank over in Ridgefield Park this morning. Hank, good morning. You're next up on hey, the fan. Hey, Rick and Rob. Yeah, uh, Ward, Fiore, Smithland. I've interacted with them as an official. <laughs> I've worked on games with Eddie, so I know all of these guys. Great. And the fact that Rob brought up I – I, this is not why I called. He brought up Piazza being picked in the 62nd round. Well, guess who was the 12th round pick out of William Patterson College? My brother, Garrett Keel, <laughs> whose son – was the Gatorade Player of the Year and missed his senior season and was unable to play with his uh, brother Aiden, who who's a top freshman in the state. So I know those, you know, those are memories that they'll never be able to share. And uh, I really feel bad for these kids. I mean, it's been a terrible year for uh, for these seniors. Uh, no question. No question. I don't know how. You know, Hope Kroger and uh, you know they can get this last dance up. I I know I know that won't affect some kids because they're they're off to college and playing in some collegiate leagues but i don't know what can be done in the future but you know maybe we have like a field of dreams like uh make you know have a field of dreams have these kids come back someday and you know just relive you know some of their senior years you know get their prom and you know the senior class trip i don't know how we're going to do this but you know we can't forget this class it's a special well, class that's another thought as well hank that you know that maybe uh, perhaps a year from now, and again, I'm just sort of fantasizing on this. Maybe a year from now, that once the, the there's a vaccine and and the the virus has been conquered, so to speak, that uh, all the kids who got deprived of their senior year of sports, maybe somehow they can be brought back uh, to play and to you know finish the season they never had. Uh, you know, who knows? But I mean, again, yeah. that that's a positive kind of thought to at least keep uh, you know people people thinking and heading in the right direction to be optimistic. Yeah, I just hope we can have some football this year. I'm a football official. Uh, you know, I know Fiore pretty good. Uh, you know, you know, with this pandemic and Fauci coming out saying maybe the NFL won't be able to play, that's that wasn't good news on uh, on Thursday afternoon when yes. uh, Thursday morning when you know you watch him on the, on the news saying the NFL is in trouble because if the NFL is in trouble, you know, high school football is going to be in trouble and. Uh, you know, we were getting a little more optimistic until Thursday when we heard that news. So, well, the, the truth you know, is hope that, for the best. I mean, it, you're right. The truth is, uh, and, and, and uh, Hank, thank you for your thoughts this morning. Rob, the truth is that all the amateur sports in this country that we're talking about, high school, travel teams, club teams, they are basically taking their, their cues 
phone happens at the professional level. And until the, the pro teams can actually figure out how they're going to do this, whether it's the NBA in a bubble in Orlando or Major League Baseball, uh, you know, trying to agree on a shortened season, uh, until uh, NFL, until all this stuff gets worked out at the pro level and there are certain protocols in place to make sure that they these athletes, the pro athletes, can move ahead and compete, uh, it's going to be hard for the, for the amateur sports to, to make any headway at all. You know, uh, Rick, at the top of the show when you talked about how, did you, was it Clemson University that had 23? Uh, no, LSU had 30 players. Um, who else? Um, uh, Texas had 13, and yeah. there's more numbers every day now. I mean, yeah, it, so I'm thinking, when you were saying that, I'm thinking, imagine the medical staff they have. For their athletes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the best probably in the world catering to their athletes, and they're still having problems. Of course. Uh, and, and, you know, the question is, all right, well, we, and again, layer all this with the fact that we, as I said, you know, several minutes ago, that the, that the younger people in this country, the, the kids in their teenage years and their early 20s, they are not the target in terms of mortality. We know the numbers for them in terms of contracting the virus and getting very, very sick and dying. Those numbers are extraordinarily low, but the fact is they're getting sick and they become carriers of the virus. Uh, It makes it difficult for them then to be in an interactive situation with their coaches who obviously are older than they are or with their parents or family members. That's where it gets so tricky and dicey in all this. I mean, it's like... Um, you know, I know some major colleges like Notre Dame have already said, we're going to have all the kids come back to campus in the fall. We're open for business, business as usual, but you cannot leave campus. You can't go back home during the course of the, of the semester because you might bring, you know, some the infection back home. Uh, so this is really very hard to figure out. And again, from the athletic perspective, we're still waiting to see how in the world do you play a sport, a full contact sport like football or basketball or even soccer uh, or ice hockey without and still be socially distant. Uh, it is very, very perplexing. And I think the sports analogy, this, this virus, um, you know, they say in, in the world of wrestling, they say if you're wrestling a bear, you don't quit when you want to quit. You quit when the bear quits, you know? <laughs> I mean, this virus, is that we're in a marathon. We're not in a sprint. And some people are thinking the sprint is over. The yes. sprint isn't over. It's a no. marathon. No, it, it, it's, no the, the, yeah, exactly right. We don't control this. The virus controls us. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to John in Fort Lee, who's been waiting patiently. Hey, John, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, a lot of familiar uh, names on today. Uh, it's it's great to hear. It's a great show. Um, I've been a uh, coach in North Jersey for over 30 years. Um, I've coached. I'm uh, the girls head girls volleyball coach at Fort Lee High School mm-hmm. and um, head basketball coach in Emerson. And um, the thing about this, and, and you just said about the virus, it, it's so unpredictable. I mean, I was reading something the, the state put out the other day. Uh, about you know the rules you got to follow, and it actually looked like football would open before volleyball, or yep. in other words, because we're an indoor sport, we're not able to play. There's so many crazy things going on. I think the bottom line is you just have to be talking to your kids. You have to be pushing them to work out. 
uh, one of the other coaches, uh, the head coach of New Providence, said the, uh, the, the right thing. Maybe it's a chance for us to work on our ball handling more. Maybe we got to get stronger. Uh, I have a son also who's in eighth grade. And he's going to be, you know, playing for me. I don't know if that's good for him or bad, but uh, we'll see down the road. Uh, he, you know, I got a chance to say, like, I want him out there every day. He's working on his ball handling. He's working on his shooting. Instead of just doing things, you know, maybe going to park and playing, uh, you know, a pickup game at half speed. These kids, these kids, uh, you know, are able to work on other things, but they need their coaches. They need their parents. Uh, and then just real quick, I had Dr. Gilbert in class, and him and uh, John McCarthy run a great coaching class up at Montclair State. And, uh, you know, Dr. Gilbert, I remember back when I was playing and coaching at Montclair uh, a long time ago, and he, he's a tremendous, tremendous asset that uh, everybody could use. But Well, this is like a great said, Coach Z. I could, I'd recognize <laughs> your voice anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, John- so the bottom, the bottom line, we just got to – we have to be the ones who are positive. Yes. We have to be the ones telling our kids, "Hey, there's going to be let, let's let's practice or, or work out like there's going to be a season." Yes, I I I, I agree, a hundred percent. John, Coach Z, thank you for for chiming in this morning. It is uh, very very meaningful. Thank you, and 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 you know. Rob, it's been wonderful to hear all these these calls this morning from all your colleagues, friends, uh, former uh, students, whatever it might be. I mean, they all share the same uh, upbeat outlook that you've been trying to uh, spread for many, many years. They're all, you know, all full of the, the idea like, okay, we've been dealt a very uh, bad hand here. It's yep. uh, been very difficult for our kids and for parents and coaches. But we have to remain optimistic, and we and it's upon us to really keep the, the that that outlook going, as you as you've said, and the other callers have said as well. If you're a coach, you got to stay in contact with your players. You got to keep them say take advantage of this extra time, work more in your skills, do things that will make you a better athlete, make you a better student, make you a better person. Um, we're, we're running out of time here. Do you have any other closing thoughts you want to uh, share with our with our listening audience? Well, uh, you know, having a positive mindset, I don't think it's a good idea. I think nowadays it's 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 a required course. <laughs> you know, some a famous psychologist once said. If you're stuck in the elevator with another person and the other person's freaking out, you better not freak out. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you have to be the calming influence. You have to be the leader. You have to. And if there's anything we need nowadays is we need models of leadership. We need leadership to, to show us the way. Yeah, I, and I, that, that's what every parent, every coach, and, and I know most of the people are doing this. It, it, it really is true. Uh, and, and honestly, um well, all I can say is this, Rob. I do hope the people who have heard the show this morning have listened uh, intently to your, your thoughts and, and, and pearls of wisdom because I do think it counts for a lot and will hopefully get us through these uh, next uh, few months until we get to a, to a real positive and, and uh, happy ending. As simple as that. Dr. Rob Gilbert uh, from Montclair State, my thanks as always. And, uh, yes, uh, really good to talk to you on this, on this Father's Day morning. Okay, that's going to do it. For me in this edition of the Sports Edge, uh, my thanks this morning to Ed Arzuman. Please stick around for Susan Waldman and Howie Rose. They're up next. They'll be talking baseball with you. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.